I'm sure the sentiment isn't just a sore arm, which is what I'm feeling right now. I'm waiting for all the other good stuff to kick in. Come on. I came to America. I got shut up with something. As far as I'm concerned, super soldier serum. Huh? Huh? Is that how it works? How right. he sits here. Hey, what's up, nerdies? English Dave here for another episode of Something to Marvel About. I'm here with my co-host, Rocket Mike. What's up, Mike? What's up, Dave? As you can tell, we're here to talk about that from our backgrounds. We're here to talk about uh, episode five of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, titled Truth. Um, that title has a lot of meaning pertaining to this episode. First thing it hit for me as an avid lover of comic books is that... Um, Truth is the title of the comic book that introduces us to Isaiah Bradley and tells the story of what happened to him and his men uh, during World War II as being test subjects for uh, the American government. And so there was that. But also I find throughout this episode, a lot of people are dealing with various levels of truths. What is true to you? You know, Bucky dealing with the truths of, you know, dealing with Isaiah's truth and how what's happened to Isaiah uh, Bucky's, I mean, Sam's own truth, sorry, Sam, Sam's own truth of, of realizing what he needs to do that, you know, just because Isaiah went through something doesn't mean that that has to fully influence what Sam has to do. And Bucky going through his truths of realizing, you know, Sam telling him, hey, there's some other things that you need to do, which I don't want him to do next week, Mike. But we'll get to that <laughs> later. First of all, this episode picks up after the big smashing and killing uh by good old not cap steve oh the not cap not Ed steve cap not steve cap i should say i want to say not cap steve. Ugh, not like, steve cap not a cap anymore after this episode yeah i'm just gonna call him bobblehead cap because that's all he <laughs> fucking does when he gets out of it oh yeah. yeah yeah look what i just did right yeah. right the, it's uh, like i don't know if that's like a kind of like cockiness coming out or just mm -hmm. a little bit crazy maybe a bit of both mm -hmm. Uh, I, either way it's like yeah it makes me not like you even more right yeah, right it works though at the same time i fucking love what what right russell has done with the character mm -hmm. I, th I think white russell's brought this kind of like he's brought like a, a nuance to the character that as much as i know that the character's fallen so far off the edge i just i feel sorry for the character because the character fell and and you know i saw i saw this post and this is something that you and i've talked about right this series has done a very good job of being a very very much a character drama or character driven narrative yeah. where you're dealing with racial uh, racial issues <laughs> hey what's up see sorry Joey. even <laughs> chewy gets it chewy understands it i didn't even hear anything his <laughs> ears are insane you're dealing with racial uh issues through sam but you're also dealing with how vets or vet vet issues through bucky right and through the through both of them and and i think this episode brings a lot of that to a head, you know, even through, through uh, um, Walker, the idea that, you know, that speech he says in the court when he's all like, you know, you made me, this is who I am, I am yeah. who I am because of you. That's a, a thing a lot of soldiers, vets had to go through, you know, they are trained to be super soldiers, to be, to be these killing machines, only to be vilified for being that after the fact. That's the story yeah. of Rambo, right? We've mm -hmm. talked about Rambo, fun fact, back to the future, check it out. Talked about Rambo mm -hmm. before similar narrative you know and i think uh going back to what i'm saying about white uh, wyatt 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 russell there you go wyatt, wyatt russell, russell. <laughs> by the way i just learned that that's that kurt russell is his dad like why didn't i put that together mike what I'm like same features we never what? talked about this what i know but i thought you knew no 
<laughs> I'm like, what? Where's his? Well, do you know whose mom is? No. Oh, what? Yeah, no, I, I don't follow that. I'm sorry. Yeah, his mom is someone famous too. You should look it up. Really I, I, I'm, I'm not see, surprised. I, I want to see a reaction right now. Look it up on your phone <sighs> right now. I want to see a reaction. <laughs> I just want to capture this on live air. I need to see. Just search Wyatt Russell's mother. You're gonna be like, wait, what? I just want to say, uh, wait. <laughs> Goldie Hawn. Yeah, you go. come on, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I like uh, what? No, Kurt Russell was a natural blonde too, right? At one point. Yeah, he was. They're both. Okay. They're both. Are. And uh, okay, dad and son are both MCU alum now because dad was uh, ego. In right. Yeah. Audience yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, I, th- I think. Oh, Mark- wow. <laughs> Mike is still in. Wow. Wow. Oh man, that's a power <laughs> couple that I just can. Comp- I, mean, I probably knew at one point, but I was just kind of like. Learned it and then forgot it immediately. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, For sure. Before, before we get to that whole courtroom drama, though, you know, uh, like I said at the top of the podcast, this was the, the aftermath of killing the flag smasher. And I thought he was going to be like, yeah, I don't care. I'm America. Fuck that shit. But I like the moment that he kind of like, uh, he's kind of runs mm-hmm. away and takes a moment to process the death of his, his, his friend Lamar. And I liked how the camera angles were shot and kind of like this haphazard nature before Bucky and, and, and Sam reach him and like, give us the shield. My background over here. Yeah, well, like, was it really? I mean, okay, yeah, of course it was a, you know, a, a moment to take in his friend's death, but I'm like, are you not taking any of that time for yourself to kind of acknowledge what you just did? Oh, no, he didn't get fuck death? what he yeah. did. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, that, that, that's, that's crazy right there. Yeah. If you can't even acknowledge what you just did, mm-hmm. even after the fact, like even if, you know, I get it. If you're like adrenaline's taking over you and you got caught in the moment, but now it's kind of like, you can't even look at the shield, look at yourself, look at yourself in the mirror, you know? And then say like, it was that all 100% right. And I guess to him it was, but that's the thing, right? It's, it's and I, like I spoke about at the beginning of this episode, the, the title truth, you know, uh, um, Walker's going through what he sees as his version of the truth, right? His truth yeah. is it's everyone else's fault. He was doing what they told him to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he even lies to Lamont's parents and like, yeah, I got the person who did it. Yeah, he started right. lying oh, to himself man. now, right? Yeah, and just make sure he justifies what he did. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So like constantly kind of like leaving responsibility to other people and not kind of seeking truth for himself. Mm-hmm. At, at himself and that's part of the problem you know that's the part of the difference between him and steve where he feels that whatever he does is justified where steve is constantly asking himself is he justified what he's doing is this a thing that he should be doing and asking that question on a constant basis and that's that's a difference and that's something mirrors what sam's going through right sam is constantly questioning himself you know should i do this should i be the one last week you said should i get rid of the shield this week you see him wiping the blood off the shield, like "fuck, what have I done?" Like almost blaming himself. By the way, I was like, the second I saw that, I'm like, "You're temp- tampering with evidence, man! Don't do that." <laughs> Take it off. <laughs> Why so much? <laughs> You're like, okay, I understand. Uh, we 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 got the video and everything, but whose hand is this? Did this come before or after? I, I'm a little confused. Why Sam was all over this? <laughs> anyway, I know I took it out. Um. What do you think of that cameo by Julie Louis Dreyfus? Oh man, that's the. If you were to, if you were to ask me, my biggest takeaway of this episode it was her. Julie <laughs> Louis Dreyfus just dominated the entire episode with just one scene, stole the show, and I can't wait to see more from her. But I almost realized I'm like, 
barely anyone else got a word in in her <laughs> one scene like just steamrolled all over it played it perfectly and i already i was just stunned seeing her in a marvel project mm-hmm. um i almost kind of like see her as a little bit above this you know like i i truly admire her work and the fact that she of course i get it it's money you know but it's also a lot of viewers this is one of the most popular shows in the world and um i think they cast her perfectly um if i can already get an idea of what her character is like we already got that feel she's an extreme right-wing lobbyist uh maybe something a little bit bigger than just a lobbyist um but she obviously has a lot of power or at least a lot of connections to people that want to see not cap uh rise up and kind of like all right maybe like you know the entire right-wing agenda needs their own superhero and he's they're got like, he's got the formula in his blood now that's what i'm saying yeah and so they're like oh well we could use you absolutely to push our agenda to push our views and ideologies mm-hmm. um yeah, it was like we have and she, the her like siding with him at a hundred percent when no one else was going to do that. Not even, you know, the U.S. government mm-hmm. uh, is scary. Um, and I'm I'm like I'm I'm terrified, but also ex- can't wait to see what happens with her. Like I I want to see a lot more of uh, Julia's character in this. Well, as much I- as I don't, <laughs> I also do because I know she's gonna kill it. You know, right, right. Well, her character is called Countessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, who in uh, most fans will also know her as Madame Hydra. Dun, dun, dun. What, oh, are the, yeah. what are the ramifications of that? We know Hydra has been in the MCU, but Hydra has kind of been dissipated for a while since mm. the, the end of the Winter Soldier. But as Hydra says, cut off one head and two more shall take its place. Hydra's never really dead. And so bringing in Madame Hydra, which is a fun fact, her character in the comics back in the day was kind of a love fling interest for Nick Fury before she betrayed S.H.I.E.L.D. and was a Hydra agent, Madame Hydra. So uh, I think wow. she's definitely a Hydra agent in this as well. Some level of high, oh. high level Hydra agent, maybe connected to the, to the, to the, uh, um, the power broker. I don't know. It seems, might be. I don't know. It could be a thing. But here's a fun fact. Okay. Fun fact. Pandemic kind of messed things up a bit. Um, ideally, this show came out last year, last fall. Yeah. And also, ideally, Black Widow came out last year. Apparently, mm. her character is featured in Black Widow with more context and we learn more about her. So that this cameo wasn't just supposed to be, oh my God, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. It was like, oh my God, it's Valentina played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus that we saw in right. that previous movie. Yeah, we were supposed to have more context and excitement. So that's one of the effects of. of Is she going to be in? Yes, yeah, she's a, she's a character. I don't know how much, but she's a character who's introduced, and there's more information given about her in the movie. So we were supposed to already uh, okay. know that going into this. I see. That yes. makes sense. I liked her character because she's this very dominating character in terms of the, mm-hmm. the conversation, but she wasn't like mean. You know, she was nice to the wife and no, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In fact, I kind of, I related her to, uh, actually going back to WandaVision, uh, uh, Catherine Hahn. Yes. Uh, her character in Parks and Rec as, mm. uh, I think she she was also, uh, uh, she was she was like a, a political consultant or lobbyist, whatnot. Uh, but 
obviously in Kevin Hahn's very like perfect comedic timing mm-hmm. uh, uh, type character, like hilarious, but also like steamroller owns the room wherever she is um, perfect at her job. Um, it, it reminded me exactly of her with uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, mm-hmm. um, obviously on the other end of the spectrum, but still like same kind of like alpha mindset and Control everything. personality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this this episode is a very much, it's actually a slower uh, moving episode for the most part of it, but it does open with some intense action sequences or intense action sequence, the three-way fight, like you see in my background. What I like about it is that again, a good fight to me is, is something that's happening. That's more than just the fight, right? There has to be more context and more narrative, more than just the fight. Mm. So, you know, it starts off with Sam, you know, wanting to talk it up, but then Bucky's like, no, fuck that shit. I'll fight this guy. <laughs> you know, and I like Bucky just like ready. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was that line too. He's like, Oh no, we want this to happen. Yeah, or I yeah. want this to happen <laughs> yeah. because yeah. Yeah. Because because not Cap was like you don't want to like no I want to shoot this I've been waiting for this please make it happen like, please make a move please and one of the things again I've I've liked in Marvel in general and in pertaining to this show is how they've kind of showcased how Sam can keep up with these super super powered beings right Sam doesn't have powers so how can he fight well he has help from his his wings and how he uses the wings in the fights or in this one using the thrusters to push forward i thought it was done really really well i was just like yeah okay i like this oh yeah i knew that was gonna have to come into play at one point it's right, like there's right. no way he can jump in with these two right and play fair mm-hmm. you know uh it's, it's not gonna last long right <laughs> uh, but i thought yeah no it was absolutely very strategic how he was using that to his advantage. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, years of uh, experience and practice definitely came into play. So, uh, didn't like how it ended for him though. But Oof. can I? Well, first of all, I like the WWE moment when it's like double teamed on him. Right. Bucky just yeah, him into yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh, and then the kind mm-hmm. of arm breaker moment. I just saw that you know the Mortal Kombat X ray snaps. That's what I saw. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it was for me it was uh uh talladega nights uh. <laughs> it was like while well, i'm down here might as well just break that arm <laughs> yep go ahead come on frenchy <laughs> this went snap. i was like oh ex- god damn it he did it i felt broke my arm i i feel like with that sequence you know with this show in general in terms of just like the brutal action marvel keeps pushing it more and more it's like where they're going with the action i was like damn okay I don't think I've seen something that brutal in a straight up MCU. You know, we use things like the Daredevil Netflix stuff, but that's that's licensed by Netflix, not made by yeah, MCU yeah. directly. In fact, it was um, it was earlier when you had your uh, background at for Invincible, and the whole time at the end of that first episode, <laughs> which okay, I'm going to spoil it right now. When he takes not Batman and just does the the Hulk swing Oof. with the legs and yes. onto the ground, I'm like. That's what should have to Loki in <laughs> in Avengers should have been just a blood splatter. I get it, he's a god, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like I would not want to see the lost episodes of the Hulk when he's actually taking a real mortal bad guy and doing that same move because that's the shit that would have happened. Yeah, it's very fitting because uh, just before 
uh, Walker rips Falcon's wings. So he clips his wings. So they're like, we're clipping your wings. As, you know. Mm. So, I kind of like that when they were pulling the arm, they're trying to pull the shield from his arm. It reminded me of the scene in Avengers when they were trying yes, to pull the Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a nice, nice little touch. Nice and I'm like, this time, and only they succeeded finally. I was like, mm-hmm. ah, this is what we should have been feeling like. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, they got it. And that was the one and only action sequence in the episode. But again, I think this is very much a character-based episode building us up for the upcoming finale. So we get some whole bunch of character moments. Um, one little character moment we get with Zemo and Bucky. You know, uh, um, Zemo is continuing his narrative saying that Carly's been fully radicalized and that, you know, James needs to kill her. And I like what Zemo's doing here. He's manipulating because, yes, he wants to take out people like Carly, but he wants to push Bucky you know, I think this is more of an old test to see Bucky. Will Bucky do the Winter Soldier thing and go on a killing spree like he wants him to? And Bucky's like, no, I'm not going to do any of that. We're going to follow Sam's way. And I like and I like that Bucky wants to mess with him one last time. He's like, I'm going to show this guy. Pretend I'm going to shoot him. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I imagine happens. <laughs> I'm like, who's on, uh, like, who's playing who right now? Right, right. At this point, because I think Bucky's well aware yes. that, Zemo's going to definitely try anything he can to kind of mm-hmm. reactivate or bring up those old memories again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like how he did get back at him a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're not in control mm-hmm. at all anymore. Yeah. And this was another example of that. Yeah. But also, I like the moment with Zemo. Again, these are, these are uh, three-dimensional characters. When Zemo says to Bucky, you know, I crossed my name off your list. You know, letting mm-hmm. him know that you know, that, and even Zemo kind of accepting his fate and being taken by the door. It's like, all right, he doesn't take the, he doesn't fight it. You know, I thought it yeah. more of a fight. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like, yeah, I did it, my bad. Also, though, the way the confidence uh, that he has going into the hands of back to Wakanda, I have a feeling he's already got a plan to escape. Well, here's the thing: he's not going to Wakanda, and that's probably part of his plan. Um, Ao mentions it- that they're going to the raft. And the raft, we have seen the raft. It's the prison that was in civil war with Cap and his crew were put into, the one in the water. Oh. Ah. I do remember the scene of the rabbit. I just didn't yes. like put it, connect yes. the dots there. Yes, Man. that's the prison that she says they're mm. going to. And here's a little fun fact, because I've been mentioning this uh, before. I've wanted a spin-off series with with Zemo and Bucky leading a group of villains in the comics known as the Thunderbolts. In the comics, the Thunderbolts uh, started off as a group of bad guys, became a government-sanctioned group of bad guys. Think of it as Marvel's Suicide Squad. I was going to say, I'm like, this all looks sounds yeah. very familiar. Yeah, Marvel's Suicide Squad, essentially. Okay. They're called the yeah. Thunderbolts because the agency's run by good old Thunderbolt Ross. You know, the Hulk's the general who who gives Hulk grief and Tony right. and, uh, Steve grief. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. here's my and the, one of the prisons that they were in, in put in is the raft. So I think they're setting us up. For a Thunderbolt series, at least with Zemo, I don't think this is the last we've seen of Zemo. I feel like they're no, I up. hope not. Yes, I really hope yeah. not because it's like it's a bit anticlimactic if that's the end of Zemo because right? we didn't we didn't get that big Zemo like master plan. Zemo always is he always has like ten plans in motion. I think there's something there. Like you said, he's too confident. <laughs> too confident. He's got way too much wealth and power mm-hmm. to just be like. Ah, okay, yeah, you're right. I, I was wrong. I'm a bad guy. Take me away. I'm like, fuck off. No way. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, Sam takes a moment to go back to visit Isaiah, and, and he wants to give him the shield. And again, um, 
this is the moment where Isaiah kind of reveals the truth to him. It reveals his truth. You know, tells him more about himself, about what, what happened to him. I like when he says, you know, those stars and stripes mean nothing to me. They've only caused yeah. him pain and anguish. Why, why would he want to be that person? You know, like he's like, yeah. I used to be like you, Sam, like full of hope, you know, thinking that I can do something only to be betrayed. And like, what I like is that this is where the narrative gets very honest. You know, I, I think, you know, uh, what I like, you can tell here that this, this show is headed up by a, an African-American creative. He's the showrunner of it. And I like that they allowed him to kind of bring that narrative to the forefront. You know, things like Isaiah saying straight to, to, to Bucky, um, to Sam, you know, they would never give a black man the title of Captain America. And to be honest, no self-respecting black man should accept it. I was just like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, that, I know. I know. I was about to say, I'm like, that one was deep. I'm like, Sam, are you going to take that? Like, what are you going to do? Like, what do you do after that is told right. to you now? Right. You know? At a time when Sam already has his, 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 you know, he already has reservations about taking on the mantle. Yeah. And then now this black man who you think should be respected and revered has gone through all this stuff is telling you no. And then so what I like about the narrative, again, it's not so, things aren't so black and white. You know, it's Sam learning. And again, his sister even talks about it later. You know, when she says to him, don't let Isaiah's pain control your your actions. You know, yes, understand why Isaiah would say that because of his experiences. But like Sam says, if he gives up now, it means that all those people who suffered has been for nothing. You know, maybe he can do something about it. And that's the kind of narrative, the conversation he has to go with himself. It's not such an easy thing to just be like, yes, I'm Captain America, which ironically means that Sam is perfect for the role because he takes the time to think about it. Lo yeah. Fucking love it. Love the storytelling. And love he has the a character. power to change the narrative. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, even even the flag smashes earlier on, you know, she says that shield, I think, um, what's her name? Uh, uh, Carly. She says, I think it was a previous episode saying that all oh, that shield all it is, is a, it's a memory of all the people that left behind, you know, people like uh, 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 Isaiah, you know, and, and mm -hmm. again, the truth is from every perspective, going back to the flag smashes, their truth is people that helped them. We saw a couple of episode, episodes ago, all those people who were living in the home with the kids, well, the GRC is like, well, we're taking you in because we, we think you've been helping the, the flag smashes, dispel them all. And, and, and as of last week, we realized that we were told that in their history during the blip, because there were no borders like that countries didn't mind people crossing borders to help each other now everyone's back people mm. are like yeah go back home get out of here you know yeah. uh, with with the patch act um and this is kind of where i, I kind of get a bit iffy uh, 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 with with a with carly and b my overall thought on the grc i've mentioned before i think the grc has been a letdown in this because it just they, they have so much effect on the narrative for us to not really know about them you know, and I, I feel like they're this entity that has power, has a military base. I wish we had a main character who we saw who's part of the GRC so we can understand their failure to then understand why the Flag Smashers are angry. Yeah, they still seem to be playing uh, background this whole yes. time. Yes. You know, it's like we the only, we this still, and we talked about this last week, the only perspective we are getting about them is from the flag smashers and mm -hmm. i feel like we are now being fed this one-sided propaganda mm -hmm. that listen i'm not saying that's it i'm sure you know what they're believing and what they're experiencing is legitimate but it's, it's still only one side 
of the story. We're mm-hmm. not getting anything about like, well, what is this organization doing as a whole for any benefit? Because clearly we're only seeing what they're not doing, but like, mm-hmm. what are, are they doing that's good? That's actually keeping them in business, mm-hmm. business, but like what's keeping them operational. Mm-hmm. And so like, until we have that, I feel like maybe there's a reason why we haven't been shown that. And this could be in, from one side, it could be a whole kind of like lesson on misinformation and how all these people were kind of like led to believe something that wasn't true at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I doubt it because that might be a little bit too much of a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a twist for Mar- even for Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it still goes to show is still like we still don't. It's like you're saying we still don't know anything about them yeah. other than what the flag smashers are experiencing mm-hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. That's it. But yet they're so integral to the to the narrative, you know, and that's my problem with them. And even that that sequence of them at the headquarters where the flag smashes take over, just before that moment, I was pulled out of the episode because it felt hokey, like it felt like a comic book movie in a weird way, but not in the good fun, not in the good way. It just felt like oh, we're this entity and the headquarters, and when they're like oh, we should make the patch act happen, and I can just make it happen. It just I don't know. I just there was just something that removed me from that scene until the flag smashes took over. Um, because I, I don't care about the narrative, the patch act. They're making the patch act and blah blah blah. Do you know what the Do you know what the patch act is? I mean, I can I can look it up. And I read it up, but I think it was something to do with with like I said, sending every, all the, everyone back to their homes and the places of origin. But I feel like that's a very compelling narrative to kind of be in the background. I wish again, we wish we had, or even you know, the guy that uh, ends up talking to John Walker first introduces him a couple of, in episode one, and now he was part of that group. We could have got to know him. Maybe he had a personal connection with John Walker. We could have seen a flashback with the two of them. And then he's our through line into the GRC to understand what they are doing. I think, I just think there's a missed yeah. opportunity there, especially in an episode that was an hour long that felt that you could trim places here and there. I, I get that you want to connect with the characters. For example, Sam going back home and that whole thing of the community working with them, working together to help fix the boat. It was great. It was fun. But I feel like you kind of cut. Maybe trim, trim some of those hedges a, a, a tiny, tiny bit. Though I did like that uh, 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 Bucky and Sam's sister, Sarah, have like a little wink and nod at each other. Like, hey, what's up? Oh, yeah. I was just kind of like, <laughs> oh, okay. What's up? Get some conflict in there now. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like, don't look at my sister. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, hey. You know, He's like, uh, I'm Bucky. Yeah, right. Man. Hey, what's up? I like when uh, uh, Bucky's helping him, and then Sam's like, "Why don't you just use the arm?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't always think about it. I'm right-handed. <laughs> I'm right-handed." <laughs> <laughs> but again, again, things like that. It's a subtle, funny joke, but I think it also goes to show Bucky's transition from being the Winter Soldier back to being Bucky again. You know, the robot arm isn't the first thing he thinks of anymore. That's not his thing. It's not the, his go-to in that moment i can let me use my human side i'm not a robot all the time and i, I like that kind of subtle touch yeah. on that and again we can't not talk, talk on the reason why bucky comes in the first place you know he had asked ao for a favor and that favor is a new costume for sam which we haven't seen just yet in this episode i know the what's in the box what's in the box what's in the box, what's in the box? <laughs> um comic book fans will know what's in the box uh we've seen rend- renders that it looks similar to his comic book uh, uh, um, variation. I think he gets new wings in this, maybe vibranium wings, because he gave his old broken wings to his pal Torres. Fun fact, like I mentioned before, in the comics, Torres becomes the new Falcon. 
could be hinted at for season two. His new psychic. I don't know. We could see. Hey, what's up, nerdy? Sorry about that. Um, we had a bit of technical glitch. So Rocket and Mike and I decided to get some drinks. Cheers, Mike. Cheers. It's always annoying when when we have technical difficulties. And yeah. we recorded a whole bunch. And then it was like, I think we recorded like 20 minutes extra. And it was it all got wiped. But whatever. We're going to finish I was going to say, I'm like, at least it wasn't a complete like total loss episode like we've yeah. actually had in the past with Back to oh. the Future. Oh, my God. So we have at least like three or four like... There's, completely lost episodes we did one for the mummy which is never released because it's a lost episode that's that's the one that hurts me the most i, I know i love them and especially if, like brendan fraser has been trending a lot lately in the right, news right and like everyone's saying like bringing back how great the mummy is i'm like i know i right. saw it in theaters <laughs> in 99 man. exactly i know how good it is yeah exactly but i'm glad uh, everyone else is on board but yes well whatever we'll do the mummy again one of these days but we're here to finish off falcon and the winter soldier um where were we oh yes one of my favorite moments in 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 favorite moments um again i've I've said many times probably earlier this episode i forget um i've been drinking cheers first of all <laughs> you like my little mug for those who can it's pretty cool thank you it's like a kind of like a marvel kind of it is. design to it you know i got some tequila in there tequila and pineapple me too oh what yeah look at that look at that <laughs> We think we planned it. We didn't even plan it. That's right. Um, it's like we're the Falcon Winter Soldier. <laughs> um, just like we have tequila between us. I like the moment between uh, Bucky and, 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 well, not between, I should say, Sam and James, because I think they were being Sam and James in that moment where they were passing the shield to one another. You know, there's kind yeah. of this conversation and this this shield, we spoke about it before, how the shield is almost like a metaphor for what, A, what it means to be a Captain America and B, like what Steve meant to them. You know, and, and I like yeah. kind of how that, that kind of plays up. And they, they kind of, uh, uh, um, uh, James apologizing to Sam, saying to him, you know, uh, uh, um, we never thought, Steve and I never thought of, of, of what it would be like for a black man to become Captain America when right. we gave you the shield. Yeah. And, and I love having that moment in, in, in this series. Again, we spoke about it, that these character moments are what makes this series strong. Not just the action. Action's cool. But these character moments, you know, and, and, and. I like again. We reminded that Sam, he's 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 a counselor, talking to 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 James and saying, you know, you're doing all these things to try and get peace, but you need to help someone else instead of just helping you. Which Mike, uh, he has to tell the old man, I killed your son. I know. <sighs> it's it's it's. I think this is kind of also part of him why he can't take that mantle. Mm-hmm. of uh of captain you know like it, among other reasons this is a big one why bucky wouldn't take the shield for himself because he's still got to like i don't know if he can see himself mm-hmm. as a hero in that way and that was like a pure good-hearted hero the way steve is the way sam is um steve was sorry actually rest in peace mm-hmm. but uh um, boys on the moon Always on the moon. Uh, I'm gonna push that conspiracy too now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, with uh, with Bucky though, it's he's the fact that he's yeah, a got to live with all of those awful missions that he was put on. The fact that he remembers them all too, mm-hmm. and uh, now he's got to yeah, like really do the hard job and face it up front, mm-hmm. not just try to mend it not put a it's, it's putting a band-aid 
on an open wound, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to do anything. You might think it's going to do something for you, mm-hmm. for him, uh, and heal, but the only healing is actually honesty, truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's to exactly what you did instead of just being like, oh, I'm just going to be nice to this guy because of what I did, even though he doesn't know mm-hmm. that's it's half-assing it, you know? And, and, and clearly it's eating a Bucky, mm-hmm. right? It's not like he, he doesn't care. He's he knows like, it's oh, not yeah, good well, enough. Right. He knows inside. That's why he thinks about it. That's why he he has nightmares about it from the very mm. beginning. I like the banter at the end, though. They all, you know, we've seen the trailers before. We're like, we're not a team there. You know, we're acquaintances. Uh, maybe some. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like I like that moment. Um, we get the cool training montage sequence. Uh, I really like that. I like seeing. You know, we've seen. We kind of debated how is the shield used. Do you have to be superhuman to use a shield? Whatever. I think this answers that question. That yeah. The shield itself is very lightweight, being vibranium, mm-hmm. uh, and, and but I think your level of skill is different because as, as much as Sam was throwing it, he wasn't throwing it like we've seen Steve or even uh, uh, John Walker throw it like that speed, that flick, right? You know, that, that triple bounce and things like that. I think that's what the superhuman level adds to it—that extra bounce and extra speed. Like sure. Steve would bounce it off of like three different things, yeah. <laughs> you know, before it came back. But I did like the idea of like. And it was visualized really well of Sam realizing how fast that shield comes back. You know, like, really like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know about you. I was putting myself in yeah. issues. I and I was like, I'm, I'm ready if, like, my arm to just snap off. I'm just trying to catch it, like, right. with the wrong angle. <laughs> and just being brave enough to catch it because it's like, oh, right. I'm not catching it. Now I'm ducking. <laughs> yeah. And, but I, and I liked how, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but because the thing cut off, but I do like how he also does all the spins and flips. Mm-hmm. like anticipating the wings as well so For he sure. has his own unique fighting style it doesn't fight like even though he and steve had the shield they use it differently and i like yeah. that you know it's again i think that's symbolic of sam saying okay i'll look at what steve does and steve did be inspired by it but i'm gonna make this my own yeah and i, and I yeah. like that aspect because i mean he already had just ton of skill mm-hmm. before even considering himself uh as captain so mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. Yeah, taking everything he's already mastered and now implementing uh, a new, we call it a weapon, more of a tool, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, for the shield. That's yeah, it's a great hybrid. So cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, um, hopefully we covered everything that we missed out before. Um, thank you, Rocket Mike, as always. Thank you. And I just need to know what's in the box. What is in the box? <laughs> find out. Uh, find out next episode, which is the season finale. And uh, we will get to see the, hopefully get to see the new suit given to them by right. the Wakandans. How are things going to end up? I'm excited. We'll find out. And uh, thank you, nerdies. My name is English Dave. This has been an episode of Something to Marvel About, where we talked about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode seven, I think. I don't know. It's one of those episodes. I'm, I <laughs> well, Tune in for the season finale and let us know your thoughts. Find us on social media at The Nerdy Bunch. And as always, Mike, keep it nerdy. Keep it nerdy, nerds. Peace.